I gotta double check. Welcome to a muzzled chat. Yeah, I gotta go uh make sure I hit all the right beep bop buttons. We're recording there, we're recording there. Welcome everyone. Hope everyone had a lovely Christmas. Arthur's challenging me today on uh getting back to the grind, which is a very welcome challenge. So I I thank you for showing up and just being so, what would you call it? Available. You're, you're, you're just open to share your time with a muzzle chat and the listeners. And I just feel super blessed. Thank you. How was your Christmas, by the way? It was probably one of the best Christmases I've ever had. You said that in a text, and I I didn't even ask. We had all this back and forth and, like, fun conversation leading up to this moment. I'd love to hear about that a bit. Well, just just the, on the short short side of it. Okay. Um, before my wife and I uh, started our Christmas plans, um, we said a short prayer. And my part of that prayer was, Lord, that during this... Uh, time of uh, having people over uh, to celebrate your birth, that I would be Diana's right hand to help her in any way that I can and to be observant and to do things before she even mm. asks. And, you know, that's the way I, I want. Wow. That's the way I want God to do with me. I want him to deal with me, to answer me before I even ask. Before I ask for forgiveness, I want forgiveness, you see. Wow. Yeah. You see, before, yeah. And that's, so that was what I wanted to do. And uh, Diana was so appreciative and, um, and probably more than uh, any other Christmas we've had. And uh, we've been married 30 years. Okay. She had to say this wow. is the best Christmas that's she's awesome. ever had. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wow. And she was so thankful uh, that I was there to, to be her right hand and to help her in every way. So- in that respect, uh, it's kind of a bad uh, testament to me of previous Christmases because, you know, it's been kind of a, a selfish thing, you know. Oh, you think? Well, I've always been, you know, talking to people and doing things, and she's been the one uh, taking care of the food and the serving oh, people wow. and doing all that. And so this time, um, we just kind of let people mingle and everything, and, and I tried to be there to to help her so sounds like you're just really present enjoying each other's company and yes sometimes you don't have to have these extravagant gifts and vacations and just hustle bustle like they can take away yep. from just that moment together and and doing it and together, the message yes. behind christmas and everything too yes wow and we mentioned in one of our other podcasts that uh, that Jesus came to serve, not to be s served. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my heart this year, which shows a change oh, wow. in me over the years. It's it's kind of a, a sad statement that it's taken me 30-something years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's celebratory too, yeah. right? Yeah. We're never, it could, it could forever be what you experienced for the rest of your life because you could, you could stay 
growing, becoming more wise or more in tune and more a better servant, you know? So that's, that's what's exciting that we've come into this so flawed, right? Well, I sure appreciate you. You've been such a light and so just loving. I mean, checking in on me, you just, you just knew you prayed over me. You just checked in. You you brought over uh, a medi- a medication like a supplement. Yep. That, supplement. Yep. That has gravely helped people in your life, and I do feel it has had a positive effect on like the pain throughout my body. Um, but it is interesting. Like I'm I'm tripping up in my own mind like today. So with that it's like i'd I'd really love to dive into a bit of let's get to know arthur here a bit more and and some of your experiences that have really strengthened and set you on that course uh you know that i guess god's put you on right you know i don't know if it was the uh, first podcast that we did together and uh, i talked about uh the night that i was that I was listening to a preacher preaching at the church that I was going to. When you were 14 or the 19? I was 18 at that time. Or 18. Yep. Okay. And uh, it seemed like everything he was saying, he was speaking to me about my life. I knew I wasn't right with God. I wanted to be right with God, but I didn't care anything about being a Christian. Yeah. And so um, as he was inviting people to receive Christ, uh, while I didn't answer this altar call which is something that they did uh back back in the 70s and i'm sure that some churches still do today but um but anyway uh inviting people to come forward and receive christ i didn't go but i did want to be right with god and i told him that and i I told him that i didn't care anything about being a christian because what i saw as being a christian uh made me want to throw up i just really i told him that yeah I, i don't want to i just don't like that lifestyle I'm a good person, you know. I'm not a. I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. I, I've never had sex. You know, I was a virgin at 18. Oh wow! You know, yeah. I, I I help people. You know, uh, if I was a, I grew up in a an auto automotive garage, so I thought I'd always be an auto mechanic all my life. And if I saw somebody broke down on the side of the road, I stopped to help them. You know, use my gift, my expertise to help them, mm. and. And of course, you get a new customer that way too, you know. So. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, awesome. uh, um, but, you know, so, you know, I felt like I was a good person, but I knew I wasn't right with God. Mm. And so I'm pouring my heart out to him. And I said, I do want to be right with you. And I don't care if being right with you means shaving my head and wearing a robe. If that's being right with you, okay. Wow. I said, these people tell me that once I receive you as my Savior, I won't want to do the things that I do now. And I don't know if I want to not want to do the things that I do now. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was if I was a, a thief or, a, you know, if I was a gang member, you know, hurting people, something like that, well, then I might not want to do that. But I wasn't doing anything I didn't want to do. I like to hunt and fish and camp and, you know, I just right. moved out of the house. I'm on my own. I want to do my own thing when I want to do it, as long as I want to do it. Whenever, wherever. Right. Not that I was doing anything that anybody would find intriguing. So, um, but pouring that out to him, and I said, I do believe that 
that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead three days later, I do believe that. Mm. I don't understand everything about that, but I do believe it. So I'm asking you to forgive me of anything and everything that has ever separated me from you and come into my heart and life and change me, knowing that if he didn't come into my heart and life and change me, I couldn't change. Mm. I could go to church. I could try to change, but it wasn't going to stick because I had no desire for that. I was only going to church because the girl I dated, her parents Uh, wanted me to be there. Right. You see. Well, as I ended that prayer, I said, amen, knowing that if he didn't come into my heart and life and change me, I wouldn't change. And with that, having committed everything that meant anything to me that would bring enjoyment to my life, committing that to him. So that he could give to me something that he wanted for me that I had no desire for, but I was willing to die to everything that meant anything to me to receive what he had for me if he could change me. That's what I was doing. I was putting everything on the line for him. I learned later what that's exactly what he did in Jesus was he put everything on the line for me. That's a whole other story. Hmm. But so... With that, I said, amen. I opened my eyes. And James, all I can tell you and, and the, the people listening is the man that sat down on that pew and prayed that prayer is not the man who stood up. Wow. The man who stood up off of that pew was a whole new creature in Christ with a whole new set of desires. I had always believed that there was a God. In that moment, I knew there was a God. And he was everywhere all the time. He's in everything and everything is in him. It felt as though a thousand pounds had rolled off my shoulders. I want to inject here that what I'm about to describe to you is every born-again Christian's reality, though they may not have experienced what I have experienced. Right. When you commit your life to Jesus Christ, what I'm about to describe to you is your reality. Mm. Like that. Whether you feel anything or not, it doesn't matter. This is the legal transaction that takes place. Well, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> the, the legality of the things of God. It's things that are legal, things that are illegal. Anyway, so it felt as though a thousand pounds had rolled off my shoulders. My sins were not just forgiven they were gone anything and everything that had ever separated me from god was gone wow that's your reality nothing that separates you from god has been wiped away i was experiencing the love of god the joy of god the peace of god the power of god all these characteristics and attributes of God that was sweeping over me like giant waves that reached into eternity as high as you would ever want to be into eternity without end and down without end and one direction and the other direction without end. Mm. Paul talked about the love of God 
uh, that we could we could uh, uh, search search out the love of God, um, but never uh, uh, plummet the height and the depth and the width and the length and the breadth of God's love. And that's what I was experiencing here during this time. Wow. I was looking at these people, and I'm thinking, oh, this is what they were talking about. I don't know if any of them had ever experienced what I was experiencing, but I thought everybody that was that received Christ experienced this, you know. Uh, I found that, that, that most people don't. Though I've seen people that were what I would call brightly saved, where they experienced something. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you visually like were taken to heaven, in a sense. That, that's about to come. But right now, this is just what I'm experiencing while I'm standing in this church. Okay. And aware that God is everywhere. He's in everything. There's, oh, wow. He's the creator of everything. There's nothing outside of God. If there was something outside of God, it would be greater than God. But everything is in him. Hmm. Even heaven can't contain God. So... Anyway, hmm. with that, as I'm experiencing all of this, and I can't, I, I just want to leave this this part of it and go on in, into heaven because it was as though the roof of that church rolled away, hmm. and I was gone, and I found myself standing in heaven. I'd have to say this, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. There was no sense of loss while I was there. If someone in that church had turned around to look to see where I was standing, would they have seen me? I don't know. Would I Would I have been gone? Would I have been standing there in a trance? I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is that where I was at was just as real as me sitting here with you today. And I am in awe because everything that I was experiencing back in that church building, I am still experiencing here in heaven with like these giant waves of God's love just sweeping over, not just me, this whole world, this whole cosmos Mm. in heaven. And, And here, the waves of God's love and his presence and his joy and his peace and all these attributes of God, his nature. And he was revealing himself to me in his triune nature. God is a trinity. Three persons. One God. I had no idea what the trinity was. I'd never read the Bible. I knew nothing about this. And he's revealing himself to me in his triune nature. Hmm. I, you don't see the Father. The Father is the invisible God whom no one has seen or can see. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. And as I'm aware of all of this that's going on, and, and there's so much going on here that I, I, I hope I can get into it a little bit, uh, but as I'm experiencing all of this, and, and, and there's different ways of seeing, uh, there's an eye of the Spirit that sees things that you can't see with these eyes, but it's, it's more real than what you see with your eyes, because you may see something and not be able to know exactly what's going on with what you're seeing. But with the eye of the spirit in the spirit, when you see something, you can know it to the nth degree Hmm. in the spirit. If I wanted to know the uh, capacity of this studio, I could know it down to the micro atomic measurement. Hmm. 
see in the spirit if i wanted to know it i got no reason to want to know that (laughs) (laughs) but but in heaven if you wanted to know something i could have known i could have known it except that i i knew that there were things that the father had in his in in uh secret that nobody knew Hmm. not even jesus but as I'm there aware of all this and just experiencing this wonderful glory and power and knowledge of God, I turn to my right just a little bit and I see Jesus sitting on the throne with all of this light and glory and power and all the attributes of the Father were just having full expression through him while it seemed to be coming from everywhere in heaven because the Father's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was having this, it was just blasting out of Jesus in all directions, sitting on that throne, and it was almost as though he saw me at the same time I saw him, and he stood up. And and he's, he's arrayed in this beautiful garment that seemed to glisten and, and, and uh, reflect all of the, the, everything that was coming from the Father from all directions, uh, reflecting it back in all directions and, 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 and exploding out of him in all directions like particles of liquid light and glory and power and the joy and the peace and the love of God and uh, uh, just things I can't describe. Uh, I know what Paul was talking about when he said that, uh, that uh, when, when he went to heaven, he saw things that were unlawful for him to speak of. See, he, he didn't mean that God had forbidden him to speak of them. It's just no law of nature here that you can use to describe what you saw there. Mm. It's just wow. You don't, you can't describe it anyway. <clears throat> right. So all of this blasting out of him in all directions, and and uh, and it was it was penetrating me. Hmm. And I looked down to see what that looked like. You know, I was curious. I want to know why. Why does this look like when it's going through me? And uh, I was amazed uh, because there. I was much bigger there than I am here. Mm. I was probably, I don't know, four, five times taller there than I am here, you know. Mm. And uh, uh, it's a whole other topic. Um, the scripture does say there were giants in the earth in those days in Genesis, you know. Right. Yeah, well, we were. We were much bigger. You lived to be a thousand years. You know, there you're, you're growing all the time. Anyway, a whole other story. Wow. But. I look at myself as I look down and realize that's the first thing that dawned on me. I'm much bigger here than I am back there. And, uh, but I was arrayed in a garment just like his. Mm. And, and it was reflecting back to him like thousands of little mirrors reflecting the light and the glory that was coming from him back to him and, and penetrating me too. And and uh, uh, and and because it's coming from the Father everywhere, uh, it's it's reflecting all around me. Hmm. Uh, but uh, the person of the Holy Spirit, you see, was in me, and so it was blasting out of me in all directions too, just like Him. Wow. The Scripture says, "As He is talking about Jesus, as He is, so are we in this world." You see. Oh wow! Yeah. And see, there was one difference between me and him. And there's one difference between every born-again Christian. It's the same difference between me and him. He's God. I'm not. 
He was next to that throne or in that throne. He was sitting on that throne. Now, the scriptures, now he stood up to greet me. I thought that was wonderful. You know, he stood up to greet uh, Stephen, the first martyr, you know. Saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father, he says, you know. Hmm. Book of Acts, read that. Beautiful. Anyway, um, I know I'm going to leave stuff out. But as I'm standing there realizing this, and I'm giving you scripture for what I'm seeing, but I didn't know the scriptures. I'd never read the Bible, knew none of this that was being revealed to me about his triune nature, about his glory. You know, uh, Jesus said, uh, the glory that the Father has given me, I have given you. Hmm. You know, for 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 Christians to begin to realize who they are in Christ, it'll change your life. It'll change the way you view people, the way you view your world, to realize who you are, who he is, right. the price he paid to restore you and to redeem you back to himself. Some, some may view that experience as a blessing. Some may view it as a curse. But I can see as to having such a profound experience having the impressions and setting you on the paths you then chose to, you know, choose and walk down. And you're, yeah, you, you have, you have gifts due to that, which is really, really cool. The gifts I have, James, is because I've read the scriptures and believed them. If you read the scriptures and you don't believe them, well, then you don't have it. See, Jesus said, believe that you receive it and you will have it. Hmm. See, what do you believe you have? Hmm. Mm, yeah. So I just need to let go of Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if Christ lives in you. And it's his will, right? If it's his will. that's Well, is it his will for you to be sick? No, I guess not. Well, according to the scriptures, it's not. It said it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It was never God's will that anyone sin. It was never his will that anyone die. It was never his will that anyone be sick. It was never anyone, mm. uh, his will that anyone be hurt or defamed or um, put upon or or deprived or depraved i believe that to be true and that's 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 where a lot of folk in my walk in life here don't even want to read the bible or have anything to do with church because they connect so much of the hardships of history and past and current affairs to uh it, that's a, that's just the thing like Organized religion is questionable. The word and the structure and design of everything is not. You know, we talked about... We're, we're coming back out of heaven now, you see. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can... No, you you got probably more to touch on there. I'm just... Well, I'll, I'll just want to in, inject this. That I was so aware that the Father has got everything so orchestrated, so organized. Um, there are people who will not be saved. They are. 
there will be. There will be people who are saved and will be saved, but he has got all the strands of every life that has ever come from Adam and Eve down through eternity until the very end, all of those that are just kind of strands that that people come into contact with one another. And he uses those that are saved and unsaved to work out his plan to save as many as he divinely can. Hmm. He just cannot usurp a person's will. Hmm. He won't do it. But if he can bring one person into this person's life and then bring another one in and then do this, you know, and, 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 and influence a person's will to come to him, oh, he will. He'll do oh, it. Oh, wow. That's it, cool. And uh, I got a friend who died of a drug overdose, went to hell. And in that moment, Jesus reached down and drew him out of that. But he said, I was coming to a place where there was a point of no return. He, uh, he said, I knew if I went past this point, mm. there was no return. And Jesus saved him. See, he knew Jesus from a, from a young age, but he had never received Jesus as his Savior, you see. But he knew something of Jesus. And I don't, I don't know if he cried out in that moment. Uh, it, it boggles my mind that, you know, once, you've, once he had died of that drug overdoses and was in the pit, that the Lord saved him out of that. His story has been on Joyce Myers. She interviewed him. They yeah. did a whole whole story about that. Wow. But, but so the Father's got everything under control, and if we realize that and, and could keep that in our mind, we wouldn't worry about a single thing. Hmm. He's working everything out for our good and for the benefit of, the, of, of everyone as much as it is divinely possible. There are just some people that won't make it. You know, I had quoted the scripture that says, um, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, Jesus said, and many there be that enter therein. Straight is the gate or small is the gate. King James says straight. I like King James. Straight or small is the gate. And narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. Hmm. So, I know there's there's going to be things that I'm leaving out of this. I always do. I walk away thinking, boy, I should have should have shared this, should have shared that. But I find myself standing back in the church now, looking at all these people. And uh, never been the same. Yep. Jesus said, he who seeks to lose his life will find it. He who seeks to find his life must lose it. Hmm. I lost my life that night, but I found my life in Jesus Christ. Another passage says that our life is hidden in Christ or hidden in God with Christ, with Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way. There is no other way. He said, I am the truth. Another word for the truth or another way to define it is reality, 
truth is the way it really is. Right. Yeah. And the life. And you can see, you can run through this your whole lifetime trying to get things that would kind of give you some kind of fulfillment or purpose in life and come down to the end of your life and realize it was all wasted. Mm. Only what you do for Jesus in this life will give you that fulfillment and purpose. And I like, yeah, that truth, that path. I mean, that is never changing. It's forever. forever. It's solid. Yep. No matter what happens in this world, the truth is the truth. Yes. It's not like this person has a truth and that person has a truth. If you think you've got a truth that's other than what God's truth is, it's a fantasy. It's a lie. It's the evil one's truth. <laughs> which Any, is truth. Anything that will distract you from Jesus. You know, I, I got a friend. Um, he saw some kind of a craft. You know, thinks it's a UFO. Okay. You know, could be unidentified. But you see, uh, 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 Ezekiel saw a craft. Scripture says it was a cherubim. An angel. Well, anything that will lead you away from Jesus is the enemy's tactic. Mm -hmm. Now, if that was an angelic being, now that contraption that Elijah was caught up to heaven in what the scripture says was a fiery chariot. Yeah, what we all that? should seek the answers in the Bible yes. more so than Hollywood, because yes. Hollywood proof been infiltrated. Evils dwelled within Hollywood, and that like uh, a lot. So, so on the spiritual sense of a UFO, right, uh, would be could make a, a lot lot more sense than an ET version on a ufo it's, well, it's either going to be an angelic being or a demonic being the, the scripture right. says that when when satan fell he took a third of the host of heaven with him okay so it would stand to reason that uh two-thirds of the angels are still in heaven one-third are now what we call demons but if some of those angels are like the ones that ezekiel saw that came down and caught him up to heaven. He, he's one person who never died. There's only two. Uh, uh, uh. Enoch and Elijah. Only two men who haven't seen death. Hmm. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, and we don't know what happened to Enoch, but we, we got the story about Elijah. Uh, just says that Enoch walked with God and then he was not. Well, did the fire chariot come down and get him? I don't know. But if this contraption was an angelic being or a contraption that an angelic being flew, I do not know. But it would stand to reason to me that there are demonic beings of that same type. Mm. Now, some angels have two wings. Some have six wings. You know, so there would be uh, demons uh, that would be fallen that would be of that same type. What are their purposes? I don't know. Demons are there to trip us up. Right. You know. Uh, people listen to demons or they listen to God or they listen to their own mind or they listen to their subconscious mind or they listen to the voice of the world telling them one thing and a, hmm. or another person telling them something else. Be careful with what you believe, what you accept into your believer, because once you accept it into your believer, it's very difficult to get it out because you've chosen to believe this. Hmm. 
Man, I choose to believe ancient scriptures that are relevant to me today. Fifty years. Coming up on 51 years of reading the scriptures and they're as relevant today, as alive today as the day I first picked them up and read Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God. Hmm. That's where my life began. That day. When I cried out to God. And he heard my prayer. Wow. And he delivered me from all my troubles. Does that mean I've never had any trouble since? No. But I can say that when I've had trouble, I've cried out to God. No, not, not weeping, sometimes with tears. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you, tears are good. Yeah, 100%. That, because that shows your heart, and God looks on the heart of a person. Mm. So, um, you know, there was a young man came to me. He said, Arthur, I've, you know, I've, I've prayed. I've, I've looked at the promises in the scriptures. Uh, I've fasted. And, and uh, I still don't have the answer. I said, try tears. Mm. Try tears. Get honest. Get sincere. Yeah. Yeah. To come down to the, to the boiling point where I can't do it. No matter all I try, I can't do it. I need you. You see. Yeah. You know, pe pe people ask me. You know, they look at me and they say, Arthur, you, you, you have so many gifts. You know, you, you're moving the word of knowledge and word of wisdom, you know. Uh, you've done these things, this and that. And uh, what they don't see are the fastings, the days of fasting, the weeks of fasting. They don't see the time on my knees, on my face before the Lord. They don't see the tears, the weeping, the surrender, the sacrifice. They don't see that, you see. When you see somebody moving into things of God, there's a whole lot behind that. Hmm. You want more of God? It'll cost you something. It'll cost you the thing you desire more than him. Mm. Here's a thermometer that I use just wow. to give me a temperature of my spiritual condition. What's the last thing I'm thinking of as I'm falling asleep? What's the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning? Or if I wake up in the middle of the night, what's on my mind? That tells me what's first in my life. There was a time in my life when I was thinking about how many cigarettes I had left. Mm. Wow. How many beer I had left in the ice chest. Wake up thinking about that. I'm thinking about that when I go to sleep. I got to stop by the grocery store and get some more. Time in my life when I'd fall asleep thinking about the lady down the street. You see? It's a good thermometer. Oh, yeah. What's first in my life? I love it. When the last thing on my mind is I'm talking to the Lord. Or there's, there's a scripture. I woke up woke up here the other night, uh, two nights ago. I woke up, uh, Psalm 88 on my mind. I had, I couldn't couldn't go to I couldn't fall back asleep. I had to get it out and read it, read it read it through in King James. Read it through in the New Living Translation. You know, just seeing Psalm 88. Oh my goodness. Hmm. 
Nobody knows what that is. I hope you look it up. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll be surprised. It, it's a, yeah, it'll rain you up. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot to try to understand and absorb, pray about. Just have real conversation, real conversation on your knees. Yes. Like, just get, yeah, seeking, understanding. It's not even like, I don't mean be for lack of better words, but. Yeah, because it's interesting. I. I I know what you're talking about when it's the thousand pounds off your shoulders. Like, truly the best counselor. Once again, he's either Lord. Go ahead. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. At all. So can we surrender our life to him and crown him Lord of our life? And then begin to seek him. How do I seek God? Yeah. Well, if you're just starting out, go to church. Listen to what the preacher says. Yeah. Get a Bible. Read a Bible. This is seeking God. This is pursuing him. This is his word. There are people who think that it's been changed down over the years, and yet, they will believe that God has orchestrated their life and orchestrated people to come into their life and orchestrated them to come into other people's life to impact their lives for the good. They'll believe that, but they won't believe that God watched over his word to perform it, to take care of it, to make sure that you had something tangible to seek him and to pursue him with. Right. Come on. Yeah, he won't mess with our free agency like you were saying with the intertwining but he can have that level of like just positive influence like giving you every opportunity right so but the but to allow that to be tampered it's unquestionable yes that he protected the word yes he did. it's unquestionable and it's interesting when you achieve that level of closeness there is just automatically, it's crazy, a level of understanding and belief. It's, it's, and healing. You can't even, you can't even count everything as to like the counselor side of things, like how past traumas, everything prioritize, like gets kind of synchronizes into, into place. And he fulfills that number one slot in our existence here and it and it's beautiful and i'm left questioning did i fall off is it maybe some of my sin like what might have attributed my own lack of faith unbelief to this last or you know there's a there there could be a level of this could just be more of the path he has for me. But then again, I do know, I do know I'm not perfect. So I got so much to work on. So that's, that's where I need to start. I know that. Well, you know, 
there is sickness that is the result of sin. And, but that doesn't mean that all sickness is the result of sin. Now, in the original sense, yes, all sickness is the result of sin, but not sin that we commit. It's just sin in the world. Everything is in a state of decay. Mm-hmm. That's why we have ticks that carry Lyme's disease. It's the result of sin. But having Lyme's disease is not necessarily the result of your sin. It's the result of sin in the system hmm. that's infected your body. But <laughs> we have a promise, you see, that says if you eat any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. You see, what scripture is that? I need to hang that one on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's in Mark. Really? Yeah. Says uh, these signs will follow them that believe. I like the the first thing says they will cast out devils. Mm. In essence, he was saying you won't have any problem with the devil. Quit worrying about the devil for crying out loud. Anyway, that's a whole nother avenue. I don't want to go down right now, but. Uh, these signs will we follow need them. to go down all these uh, <laughs> avenues with Arthur. <laughs> these signs will follow them that believe they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. Well, that goes against a lot of people's theology. You speak in tongues? Hmm. Mm. Paul said, I'm glad I do. He says, I speak in, I'm glad I speak in tongues more than all of you. Hmm. But he said, I'd rather speak one word in in." Uh, with the understanding than, you know, a thousand words in a language that nobody understood. So unless you can interpret, but, you know, speak in tongues, that's between you and God. Do it. But anyway, if you don't know how, you need to get in a church that does know how. Hmm. Let them teach you how. Anyway, uh, teach you how. Uh, the Holy Spirit knows how. <laughs> uh, they will take up serpents. Now, I'm, I'm not a, promote, a promoter of picking up poisonous snakes, <clears throat> but I got a promise that says if I get bit by one, I'll just, I can just shake it off like Paul did in the book of Acts. Just shook it off in the fire. And they thought he was going to die because that was a poisonous snake, but he didn't die, see? And if you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. Well, whenever you drink something deadly, it won't hurt you. Well, in, in uh, Exodus, I believe it's chapter 23, verse 25, says, If you serve me, I will bless everything you eat and drink and take sickness from the midst of thee. Hmm. See, I'd rather believe the word of God than to believe my symptoms. Hmm. Hmm. Does God lack power to perform his word? Is sickness greater than God? You see? If I'm going to sleep at night and the thing that's on my mind is my sickness, that's the thing that's got the power in my life. Wow. I'm just saying that as a thermometer. Don't don't get under condemnation over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's consumed me. Well, yeah, it would. It would. It's a big part of your life. But we want to make God a bigger part. Right. You see, I need to do better. See, I I couldn't say this if I hadn't already been healed several different times over the course of my life. And uh, 
I say it in a sense, not with like my tail between my legs. I can do better. It's, it's, I know it to be, uh, to my betterment. So I must do better and I will do better. So we were talking about Job earlier before the yeah, podcast Job. started. We were yeah. talking about Job. Right. Job went through a tough time. Yes, he did. But see, the end result was he had a greater relationship with God. And he then, was he was said, yeah. now, see, no, 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 no. Now, people out there, uh, re- remember, now, the Bible is true. It is. It's all true. It, it's God's story. But everything that's in there, so, and, and because the scripture says to rightly divide the word of truth, because some things, not everything in there is not what God said. It's all true. It's God's story, but it, some of it is uh, men who, who were ungodly men said things. Uh, uh, enemies of God said things in here. Right. There were things that uh, ignorant men said. They were ignorant. Of the of the, uh, the truths of God, because even Job, you're saying he said ignorant things, right? So now, now some of some of the things he said were true, uh, but see, you got to take it with the whole counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. You can't just take pick this out and say, "Well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away." No, no, the Lord giveth, but He don't take it away. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The Scripture says He's not going to give you something and then take it away. He's given everyone out there that's listening the gift of a life. He won't take that back. That's yours forever. Now, where you spend it, what you do with it, that's up to you. Hmm. But he'll never take that away from you. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He won't take it back. He's given it to you. Hmm. And so the Lord giveth. Here's another passage. It says, uh, The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. If you've got something in your life that's added sorrow to you, that's not a blessing of the Lord. Hmm. So you see, you've got to take everything in the whole counsel of God and really realize that these are things that God has said. Take those to the bank. Here's things that, that ignorant men said. Here's things that the enemy of God said. Here's things that the devil said. Hmm. So people read the scriptures and they say, well, it contradicts itself here. Well, my good grace alive, you got an ignorant man saying this here. You got the devil saying that there. You got the enemy of God saying that there. And then you got God talking over here and you got godly men talking over here. You got wise men talking over here. Right. Yeah. So there are no contradictions in the Bible, only the misunderstanding of people who've not spent time in the Word of God to allow the Holy Spirit to make it alive to them. Mm. I learned a long time That's ago. That's a great point. Whenever I'm reading the Scriptures and something fits crossways in my spirit, you know, it don't, don't seem to fit right. Right. I just put that aside and move on. Right. Because in the in the fullness of time, He's given me revelation on that. And every time when I've gotten the truth on it, it has set me free. Right. That's another principle that Jesus gave us. I could have hung on to the fear God part before I got it. And and like you, I just would be like, 
and I'd set it aside yep. because I couldn't dwell on it. It, it. Like I didn't have the spiritual enlightenment. I didn't have that kind of communication and that type of like fear God like irked me, you know, like I, I, I wanted to rebel. So I, I couldn't and I had to set aside and continue on and, and that filled me full of the fruit of the spirit and eventually gave me the understanding oh light bulb moment that is the only healthy fear in this existence to have and it's because it's abundant blessing you know to to have that healthy fear in a sense so that healthy fear yeah is to stand in awe of god in in the awe of his power, in the awe of his presence, in the awe of his peace, in the awe of his love for you. Right. Because more than that, there's that 365 fear nots. Yes. So like, it genuinely doesn't want us to fear at all. Right. See, but see, there, the worldly fear or the fear that the enemy brings to us brings torment. Yep. Yep. And the love of God brings no torment. So, hmm. so everything that Job went through and whatever people are going through today, if they will turn to the Lord, if they will seek him and pursue him, God can take this thing that you're going through and work it out for your benefit, for your good. The scripture says he's, he works all things for the good. Be nice if it was for everyone. But it says he works all things for the good to them that love him and are called, and are called according to his purpose. Mm. Do you love God? Are you called according to his purpose in life? Well, then these things that you're going through can be worked out for your good. But if you're pursuing your own agenda, mm. if you love that other thing more than God, well, mm. you've got no promise to stand on. Wow. It's a sad, sad thing. Yeah, it's tricky. I genuinely, Arthur, want to give him this platform. And through stories like yours. And I'm excited to have you, like, number one repeating guest, even part of Unmuzzled Chat, as long as you feel called to continue. That being said, I'd love for any of the listeners that may have questions for you or want to know certain things of you, from you, about you, please comment. Please reach out to us. Would love, would love to hear about it. Uh, I, I know also for any of those that are struggling, Unmuzzled Chat would love, I'd love to be here for you. I know Arthur would and, and the church he attends as well. You know, I'd like to um, kind of end, end our our, our podcast here uh, but i think we skipped a prayer maybe we did but i want to sing you a song okay yeah you're gonna <laughs> sing us a song okay because you know i've been to heaven yeah and and i've been to hell maybe we'll talk about hell on the, in the next one okay but here here's my song let's hear it i've had a glimpse of hell and i've had a glimpse of heaven 
And I'm here to tell you today, there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Yes, there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Oh, won't you come with me? Won't you come with me? Let's go to heaven. Let's go to heaven. Let's go to heaven in Jesus' name. There's no other name under heaven whereby a man must be saved. Oh, I think we got a button for that. Oh, come on. Turn it up. That's that's an applause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sell my tools and <laughs> take up singing. <laughs> no, that was lovely, man. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to heaven, man. My gosh. We're all visiting here. Like, we need to get over ourselves, humble ourselves. Mm. Seek to understand why, the big why. And as we act out in sin, feel it, feel how, like write it down. How does it make you feel? As you act out in kindness, Mm. selflessness on behalf of your fellow brethren and sisters and neighbors and strangers, write it down. How does that feel? based on those two experiences should set a road right in front of you you know Mm -hmm. undeniably that's a road for you absolutely and just charge full steam ahead one step at a time so let's say a prayer yes yes i don't know if you oh boy which i don't even remember which way the volume goes yeah let's end on a prayer Father, we just come before you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to to come and to share. I hope and pray that you can take some of the things that were said between James and I. May it minister to those that are listening in a way that will help them in their relationship with you, that they come to know you better and that they grow in the things of God, the blessing of God, and realize that you have done everything you can to see that they find that purpose in your plan and finish this race well. Thank you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listeners, I hope you can feel Arthur's love for you. I feel his love for me. He's not here to lead us astray. He's 100%. He just wants to see you at peace and happy and on the other side of things where we can all party together in just the glory of God. Amen. So can't wait till he joins us next time. Listeners, thank you so much for supporting us. Have a lovely week. We'll see you soon.